more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. It is five after five New South Wales time. If you're heading out today, as uh, Alan was saying, in the lead up to the new south to southwesterly winds, 10 to 15 knots, turning southeasterly, 15 to 25 knots in the late afternoon, 95% chance of rain. Not positive. 2 to 10 mil today and 4 to 20 tomorrow. See, for surfers and yachters, we don't care because you get wet anyway. Free water. Fill up your free water. Yeah, fill up your water tanks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear, it's a worry, isn't it? The global, the global sailors, uh, the Golden Globe sailors, um, they, they love the rain because when they leave port, you know, what she's been out eight, nine months now, um, everything, there's no stop. So what you don't have, you don't have. So every time the water, every time it rains, there's the, the chance of an extra shower or an extra couple of cups of coffee or something like that. Oh, they'd have diesel as well, I would suggest as well. They can. Uh, she doesn't. I know that for a fact. Well, they have a hand pump diesel. They use that, the rowers that run across, that row across. Yeah. They have a hand pump diesel. A hand diesel. pump diesel. Yes. How yes. much would that pump out? Not much. It's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> Laurie McAnally, could you picture yourself doing that? Uh, no, because uh, you've got to pump it through a membrane. That's right. No, pain in the... No, 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 no. I just don't. I turn the tap on if I want water, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and going, sticking, going, going around on a yacht for nine months around the world, no. Yeah, I'm a, a bit with you. Interest. I'm a bit if, with you on that. <laughs> I was sitting there listening to you talking about boats or, you know, yachts. And my, my attitude from when I... Since I was about three, if you couldn't fish out of it, it wasn't worth worrying about. <laughs> no, you can fish out of a sailboat. Yeah, I have. I, look, I went on um, on the old, oh, not Gretel, no, what did I go on? I rang them up in four. I went for a, 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 mid, a midweek race down on Pitwater years ago when I was in the Maritime. I got invited out. I, I took two um, two hand lines, which are just cord, cord lines with yeah. about 12 feet of mono and, up, and a, a lure on the end. Put them out the back. And just as we passed West Head, I got two two very good large tailor. And as they came over the side, they sprayed the back deck with a bit of claret. And the owners were just mortified. <laughs> Soft. I didn't get invited again. <laughs> there we go. Got them two beautiful tailors for tea, but they just didn't seem to appreciate me at all. Just <laughs> <laughs> in the push pit, you know, at the back. Yeah. yeah. Oh dear. Look, they no, they, they still do it all, every Wednesday. Sorry, I was they... trying to show them how they could catch a nice feed of fish while they went sailing, but anyway. Absolutely, absolutely. But, but, but uh, the, 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 these cord lines are good. They've got little crash rubbers on the end. You just hook the crash rubber over and as you sail along, whatever grabs them is yours. You know, you eat it. Yeah. It, with, yeah, with a few... Well, no, no, with no exceptions. You could, you'll have to learn how to make a fish, fish cake if you catch a salmon, but the rest of it's all pretty good. Anyway, we've been... Um, you probably heard PJ yesterday. We went out through the through the week and uh, we got seven seven spotty mackerel and um, on a beautiful day I've got to keep inviting PJ every time he comes it's as flat as a handkerchief it's <laughs> <laughs> yesterday we went out it was bloody dreadful it was choppy and the sharks ate us out of the boat we only landed two oh, we got two cobia and a, um, and a and a spotty but the sharks just everything everything we touched yesterday the sharks got it they were just everywhere uh, but on, with, with PJ, we didn't lose anything to sharks. We got, what did we get? Three cobia and, and seven spotty mackerel. So that's 
that was a bit of fun. He's got a, he's got a heap of fish put on the freezer now for Easter and whatnot. So, um, as I said to him, take them all. So I, I gave a couple away, but uh, he took his bag them and he took his five. But I couldn't fit a, um, a cigarette paper in my freezer at the moment with the amount of fish we've got. So I've been giving it all away. Good. That might be a good little part-time job for PJ. Just rent himself out as uh, as a first mate who uh, makes sure that if every time you go out the window, he can come any time he likes. Yeah, yeah. fishing gigolo. He could get the fishing uh, gigolo. All I, want, all I want is calm, smooth seas and light winds. I don't care about the. You were talking about the rain. I'll happily fish in the rain. I just don't like the. I don't like the wind. But he can rain all I like. So I just put my wet weather gear on and yeah. away I go. I'm yeah. not, that doesn't bother me. So uh, even in an open boat, it doesn't bother me. So it's the wind that makes you cold. I'm plenty of use out of the boat, Al. Two or three days a week. Good. <laughs> they had a big service about doing oh, what two weeks ago. Just mm. there, the week you the big week before you came on. Yeah. Yeah. So it's had a full a full hundred hour service, and she's all going like a. Oh, she hasn't had a moment's problem. Beautiful. Yeah, That's lovely. what you but want. I put an undercarriage on the crab boat trailer this week. That was seventeen hundred and fifty bucks. Yes. Ugh. Anyway, hang on, it's made of steel. It's ten years old. The steel, the steel, and the aluminium don't love each other. Just for, aluminium boat trailers are great things, but where the steel and the aluminium get together is not a good place. After ten years of being dipped in salt water. Yeah, you've also got to remember that you know they they say how good the aluminium trailers are. They are a bit lighter, but there's still a lot of steel in them. Most of those, the, the carriers, spring carriers, are an angle that bolts underneath anyway. Yeah. It's easy just to replace the whole thing. Yeah, well, that's what we did. We just pulled her in, though, just put a little uh, put a, a little crane lift under it, dropped the, dropped the undercarriage off, and they'd had the whole new undercarriage pre-made down in Newcastle and all galvanised and, and just bolted it back on. It was yeah. pretty good, pretty smooth. A couple of hours and they were done. Beautiful. So that's, hopefully that'll last another 10 years. Although I will say this one's gal. The uh, the original one was just mild black steel, you know, mild steel. Yeah. So maybe this one will last longer. But ten years, look, if I get ten years out of it, I'll be happy. Yes. Because I probably won't be, <laughs> I won't be running around fishing like I am now. I'll be 78. No, that'll do. I don't know. We'll see. I've got plenty of old bikes still running around fishing, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, just, I'll see how, as I said, I'll see how I go. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not slowing down now, so... This is a, and, and you were discussing beforehand. Now I leave for um, I leave for Kangaroo Island on Wednesday. So okay. yeah, Dubbo, Dubbo, Broken Hill, and somehow we've been managed to stop in McLaren Vale. Oh, I wonder and then, why. And then down to Cape Jarvis for the uh, for the ferry across to KI. So a week in KI, back for a day in Adelaide, then across to um, to Cows from uh, Wallaroo to Cows on the ferry, and over to Port Lincoln. And then uh, a week around Port Lincoln and Coffin Bay and then back. And as I said, mysteriously, we've got a week in Barossa Valley and Clare Valley and some other valley and and then back home by Broken Hill and Menindi. So well, I'll have a fish at Menindi on the fish. To, I'll fish the Darling on the way back. I'll be blue and plenty. I've got, I've got charter boat. I've got four days on the charter boats booked at KI and um, or two on each, two at KI and two at Port Lincoln. So Beautiful. plenty of fishing reports. It'll be... It's a definite fishing trip, not just uh, not just a photographic thing. Coffin Bay oysters, wine. Yeah, madam, madam. Well, you were, I saw you were helping the seafood, Australian seafood industry, Al. Yes. 
I think he bought the seafood, the Australian seafood industry. That was, uh, I thought that was very good value, that seafood platter. Australian seafood's always good value. Yes. You know, you can't beat a, well, if you catch it yourself, it's free. <laughs> I get plenty, Mucko. I have to, I do, this week we did, Julie did do a tray of oysters, so I do have to pay for oysters, but otherwise, uh, if it's, if it's got a shell on its back, I can catch it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the mussels down at Eden are lovely straight off the wharf. Just anything that's underneath the water, just go and grab some mussels off it. They're yeah, beautiful. They yes. Well, there's a big mussel farm in the bay. Yes. No, but this is around the, the, uh, main yeah, wharf. Yeah, just, just around the pylons, pylons and any rope that's hanging down. One of the blokes in the tug said, you want some mussels? Said, yeah, so he went out and pulled up this six inch rope and it's about 400 mil round with mussels. <laughs> just take off a couple of kilos, happy days. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we need a bit of a passage, some, you know, that red wine sort of. Well, no, actually, no, Paulie did, um, some eschalots, some garlic, um, a little bit of butter and a little bit of uh, white wine. That's it. Now, beautiful. We'll get, we'll get a new segment on the Facebook page, Blakey's Free Range Boating. <laughs> yeah, well, Laurie, I, I can cook. Laurie can I, do it, yeah. I can, I can really cook, so I've got, I've got plenty of seafood recipes. And, well, I was listening to uh, PJ yesterday. He, he was living pretty high on the hobby. He took these, these, they had some of those green tiger prawns at the co-op the other day. They were day, a fairly they? big tiger prawn, too. That's all, yeah, they're about uh, eight to the kilo or nine to the kilo, I think, or yeah. whatever they were, but they were big. They look like little lobsters, yeah. You just took them home and split them open, and a bit of garlic and butter and a bit of uh, lime and uh, put them on the barbie. Apparently Linda fell in love all over again, so <laughs> she, she, she reckons he should come to South West Rocks once a week. It's I like... a big toot toot yesterday. He came, he came over the bridge. He's <laughs> On his way to Carl's with his truck. Yeah. <laughs> he, he had a big day yesterday. I don't know what he's going to be, what form he's in when you get hold of him, but anyway, he had a big day. But anyway, no, things are going well. Weather's been pretty good. It's, it's raining here at the moment this morning. It's, we've had light showers and, uh, we've got, still got a bit of nor'easter. It might be a bit like yesterday. It'll be fishable, but it's joggly. Yesterday was, a bit uncomfortable. If I'd known it was going to be that uncomfortable, I wouldn't have gone. So, but I went, uh, also we had Jasper with his brand new, he took his six horsepower out yesterday, put, his, put the first hours on his new motor, so he's happy. Brought home two nice big flathead for his mum, so. Good. Anyway, you might want to do an ad and we'll come back with a fishing report. We'll do that. Back soon with Dr. Laura McEnroe. National Ambassador for Melanoma Institute Australia. Did you know someone is diagnosed with melanoma every 30 minutes? I do, because I was one of them. Melanoma also kills one Australian every six hours. Register for a melanoma march near you to raise vital research funds and march to stop the glamorisation of tanning. Together, we can help save lives. Sign up at melanomamarch.org.au Brain tumour, migraine, dementia... Concussion. Have you Dyslexia. or someone you love MSA. been touched by a brain disorder, disease or injury? Motor neurone disease, stroke, epilepsy, Alzheimer's. There can be no cure Dystoma. without research. Parkinson's. Help the ones you love by donating to research today. Visit brainfoundation.org.au or call 1300 8 
Peters of Kensington is online. Shop all the top brands and great prices with the same excellent in-store service. They sell great cookware brands like ScanPan, KitchenAid, Revel and Smeg, as well as Rydal Glassware, Wedgwood Dinnerware and much more. Peters also stocks a beautiful range of home decor, lamps, rugs, furniture, cushions and Manchester. They even have afterpay. Visit petersofkensington.com.au. If your strata complex unit or your commercial building is in need of repairs or upgrades, Network Construction Services are the remedial building specialists with more than 70 years of combined industry experience. For waterproofing, concrete cancer repairs, facade or cladding replacement, structural repairs, upgrades to electrical and fire services and improving accessibility, you go to networkconstructionservices.com.au or you can phone Steve on 9808 It's never been more important to buy Australian than right now. Our local manufacturers and growers produce world-class products known for their quality, safety and reliability. All while generating local jobs, supporting our communities and helping Australian families now and into the future. So look for the trusted green and gold kangaroo logo. Buy Australian now. Visit australianmade.com.au Hi, I'm Graham Hughes. If you need help managing arthritis, do as I did and try Arborvitae Joint Health. After I finished my football career, old injuries meant my life was full of aches and pains. That was until I discovered Arborvitae Joint Health. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms do persist, consult your healthcare professional. Go to Arborvitae, that's A-R-B-O-R-V-I-T-A-E dot com dot A-U or phone 1300-879-863. 2SM has Sydney talking. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. And it's 19 after 5 in New South Wales, chatting with Laurie McAnally before he heads off to Kangaroo Island. And you know they hang have on, a, hang on McLaren Vale first. McLaren Vale. Right. Julian, what's McLaren Vale? <laughs> Do you know they have a they actually have a, a once a year race meeting on Kangaroo Island? It's yeah. absolutely huge. Yeah, okay. Horsey, horsey's horsey, or horsey's motor cars. Horses, horses. Oh, horsey thingies. Mm. Things to lose your money on. Now, mind you, I heard you guys talking about various racing cars and racing circuits yesterday. When I was a young fella, like everyone, I had a V8 in those days, and we thought we we we, we were in the Mazda Sporting Car Club, so we were doing all, you know, the usual things you do, Jim Carners, lap dash, hill climbs, all that stuff. And then I worked out that this was even more expensive than fishing. <laughs> and my, my wife sort of looked at me and said, if you're going to keep doing this, you better decide whether you want that big boat in the garage or you want to, you know, you're going to go racing with your mates. That's right. <laughs> the car racing got put to one side. So anyway, it was fun while I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old V8 used to love it. it the, the 308 just thrived on it. Yes. So, but anyway, it was a bit of fun. Yeah. But of course, we lived. At, we also lived at Quakers Hill, and as Alan will know, we didn't have very far to go out to Castle Hill uh, to the dragway. Yes. And if you really wanted to spend money, that was the place you could drop a lot of money on an engine for a drag car. Mm-hmm. Even no, no, even for one where you were just doing it for a hobby. Yeah. There was no change out of I don't know what it was even back then, fifty grand I suppose for an engine. Oh, I do remember the the eight. It was twenty grand for the hardened pistons for my car. If I just wanted to put the pistons in, <laughs> so 
I don't, when I started sort of talking numbers like that, I thought, oh, yeah, right, this is, this is way out of my league. So I went back to fishing. Well, I never left fishing, but at least I could fish in a canoe. I didn't need a, mo- no, I didn't need a motor. <laughs> anyway, we better give you a fishing report. Yes, please. Okay. Uh, obviously, they're still spotty and plenty of well. And they'll be here. This, just for people who don't know, there's this, the mackerel come down the coast, and basically, Southwest Rocks is their turnaround point where they, their migration ends and they make their way. They sort of pool up here for a few weeks and then make their way back. Uh, they do stray further south, certainly. They, you know, they get all the way down to Sydney Harbour. And you, you can catch them at Point Plummer and Hathead and, uh, a few places further south. But 90% of the fish, this is the end of their migration. So, uh, they stay here till basically the June long weekend. And right at the end, the very last bit that they're here, we get the really big Spanish mackerel. You'll get your 40, 50, 60 pounders. So, uh, but at the moment, they're mostly 10 to 15 kilo Spaniards. And, there's a, and, the, and of course, up off Grassy and Scott's Head and Nambucca, they catch spotty mackerel, spotted mackerel, which are the two. And again, right at the end, May, May, June, you'll catch school mackerel, which are the smaller ones. Uh, so there's three, three actual species of mackerel that get down here. Uh, and they're here through the summer. They arrive um, at the, basically the middle of January, usually, or sometime in January. And as I said, finish about the June long weekend. So it's all good. There's plenty of little cove around, so the tropical stuff's all right. We've got dolphin fish, mahi-mahi, out on the fads. There's plenty of them caught through the week, up to about 10 kilo. So so that side of it's been pretty good. There were a couple of marlin caught this week, so that's another... That's lifted the game a little bit out wide. So there's, a, there's plenty happening. Bottom fishing's a bit slow. Uh, there's not... Uh, the reef fish, are, you know, you got to work really hard for a couple of, you know, for a couple of pearlies, a couple of snapper. I'll tell you how thick the sharks were yesterday. Though. Terry put a snapper line down, and he caught a little ready, you know, just Lee or just, you know, just undersized. And he just got into the boat, and the whole side of the boat exploded with about a 300-pound bronzy, <laughs> trying to swirling, swirling. Young, young Jasper was with us. Jasper took a great big breath and, <laughs> and said a few words. <laughs> I said, "You want to have a swim?" He said, "No." <laughs> And uh, and we actually saw we saw two of the poor mackerel that got chewed up. We saw them getting pursued by three or four of these big bronzy people. Anyway, we couldn't stop it. We what happened yesterday was we hooked four mackerel drifting with bait. So we hooked four and we got one to the boat. So there, you are. that's how that's how thick. Then we could see the sharks on the sander the whole drift. So anyway, that's how it goes. It's most days there you can get some fish past them, but occasionally they're that many. They're that thick. You just as soon as they This is just a natural phenomenon. I don't know whether it will change. I don't know why they're like they are. It's been there the last three or four years. And uh, it's, it's right around the country. Remember in the Gulf of Carpentaria last the year, well, the year before COVID? You've got to be BC, isn't it, before COVID? That's it. And uh, they were thick as thieves in the, in, they drove us nuts when we were re-fishing in the, in the Gulf. So I don't think it goes there. How do you go to Swears Island? Do they eat you out of the boat there? Not too bad. You'll get your odd day where they're, where they're fairly hard, but yeah. um, most of the time it's pretty good. Yeah, right. Anyway, so, uh, but the, but the, I don't know how the, how this shark thing goes or ends. Or I can tell you any of them that get to the boat now that we bring to the side of the boat don't go back. Yeah. They just turn into fish and chips. Yes. So I don't really care. Just I'll just make my my little contribution is to to tap them on the head. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that was that. That was all right. There's been a few fish, few good snapper caught down at Black Rock, uh, in the two to three kilo range, and just on bark, and some 
that's that's uh, going to that will improve. I, I, I said to PJ the next time we fish, I'll take him to Black Rock, and we'll do a snapper session down there, which is a really interesting place to fish. So, um, hearing, hearing, I actually heard that yesterday from a mate who'd gone down and got three, got three nice snapper and a dozen brim. So I thought, oh well, that's okay. Well, by the time PJ gets, we get up here in uh, Easter, it'll be Easter or Anzac Day. We'll have uh, some big drummer turning up too, so we can. You can bring an Albion and catch some drama, which is good fun. Um, and so that's okay. Beach and Rock, the beach has been very quiet, as I said last week. The very little school mull away here and there in the deep holes. None of them are legal, so don't, you know, don't, don't get any excitement in there. Uh, and an odd brim and a, and a few whiting on the beach, but the rocks are good. The rocks have been good for cobia. Uh, the guys chucking lures have been catching Benito and Macchina and an odd tailor. So the rocks, the rocks have fished very well. I don't think we've had two weeks basically a very calm sea, so uh, so that's made it easy to fish some of the lower ledges. So pretty good hatheads to pick at the spots. Uh, Point Plumber's had a few good fish, so now it's it's all quite okay. Uh, and in the river, there are still stacks and stacks of flathead. Just just for well, while I was having that um, undercarriage put on the estuary boat, the estuary boat had to sit on the um, uh, on, on the mooring, so I thought, oh, well, it was absolutely calm. There was no wind Wednesday, not a breath. So I said to Julie, oh, well, I've got the boat in the water. I might as well go and have a fish. I caught three beautiful flathead in, in an hour. Really okay. nice fish. One fish about 1.2, you know, eating size, not, not big. But 1.2 kilo was probably the best one, and the other two about 7.50. So I had three magnificent flathead for two, to eat for, through the week. So. Hello, there's nothing nicer. Look, flathead fillets and chips and salad. You're yes. probably as, as good as it's going to get. Yeah, you're right. Laurie, question. We're talking about those mackerel, the bigger mackerel into the season. Do you suffer from much of a problem with Cicutera down there, or is it not too oh, bad? Oh, Julie and I have both had Cicutera. Yeah. Um, but look, there's hundreds of them being eaten every weekend. Oh, no, I, we caught Cicutera in the Solomon Islands by being fed red bass. <laughs> no, we don't have them much well, we No, we went back to the motel like, and said, look, we, hey, we, we know what this is and we're both really crook and what did you give us for tea last night? And he just pulled this shelf out in the, in the, in the, you know, commercial refrigerator and there was a dozen black bass there. Yeah. Uh, uh, red bass, sorry, red, red bass. bass, not black bass, red bass. And I said, oh mate, that's shit poisoned us, you know. Yeah. He was a pommy, he didn't have any idea. He just bought them off the natives. <laughs> Ladies aren't silly. <laughs> and I said, oh, mate, you poisoned us. So, no, we were sick for... That took us a while to get over that. We were pretty crook. Um, but, yeah, that's a solo. But, uh, no, I've, I look, I've, I've gone jaundice about it all. There's hundreds... Of, the two years... Well, ten years ago, there was all... Oh, whatever it was. There were some poisonings. Strangely, and you'll, you'll find this really strange, Al, they were recreational caught fish that somehow found their way into the commercial sector. Ah, oh, strange about that. Really weird, yeah, but yeah. no one was ever prosecuted over no. it. No. Everyone knows what happened. And, um, and then they bought in this 10, commercially you can't market Spanish over 10 kilo. Yes. But let me tell you, we send all the rest of them to Melbourne where you can legally market them. <laughs> and nobody dies in Melbourne. <laughs> oh, you do. Uh, I've been a commercial fisherman for the last 15 years. You just go out and meet the truck going to Melbourne, put them on the truck. <laughs> put a, put a, put a, slap a, uh, a, a sticker on them and, you get paid on Tuesday, they're fine. They're, they're, Melbourne will take all you got. So if it's a 50-pound Spaniard, it goes to Melbourne. Simple as that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, no, we just, we just, you know, you ring, you ring Lindsay's and wherever, you know, you just meet the truck out on the highway and put them on. And you can't send them to Sydney Market, so you send them to Melbourne. It's easy. 
And uh, there's, there would be dozens every day going to Melbourne from here, oversize. So what's the probability of, of getting sick off them? One in a hundred thousand, probably. Yeah. yeah. So it's not, not prolific or anything like that. I look, and real sick of terror, as opposed to real food poisoning from badly handled fish, Yeah. Uh, it's pretty hard to prove either. You know, I've, it comes and it goes, too. I think it's a bit spasmodic with what they're feeding on. Well, there was a time when the Spanish mackerel Harvey bait were really, really loaded with it, and that seems to have all sort of died back or something. Oh, I don't know, but they've got a 10 kilo limit in New South Wales commercially. Yeah. But let me tell you, I guarantee if you see Spanish mackerel on the menu somewhere, <laughs> I, I wouldn't guarantee it's been legitimately commercially caught there. <laughs> okay. I, I, would, I, would, I see them moving around regularly in the back of utes with ice up from. So, anyway, I, it's, that's not for me to worry about. But cigatera is an issue, yes. yes okay. so, and it could be, you know. I, if I caught a 50-pounder, I'd, I'd be a bit reticent because I've had it before. Yeah. You can test it by giving it to the neighbour's cat. And if, he, <laughs> if he looks like a furball with his feet tied together the next morning, it's got cigatera. <laughs> but otherwise, it'll be fine. <laughs> All the cat lovers are just throwing darts at you. Yeah, I know, now. I know. I've, I've got it once before for saying it. All. But it, it does. The cats, the cats can eat a lot more mackerel pound for pound than you can. Yeah. So you give a cat 200 gram or 100 grams of, 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 of uh, Spanish, and in the morning you'll soon see if he's got teeth. He won't be able to, he'll look like he's had 10 schooners. <laughs> <laughs> and then you don't eat the fish. <laughs> the cat will recover. Yes. Wasn't there something I, I remember someone saying that some of the islanders use it with um, coconut milk or something? Uh, ants. Yeah, they, they, oh, they put that's all, yeah. But in, in your meal, they put the little slice of fish on an ant's nest. If the ants won't eat it, but you, you don't eat it. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's why you put McDonald's down, they don't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever laugh. I think we, when I had the diesel charter boat, I used to put meat pies on, on the manifold in between the injectors. Yeah. And um, and, and uh, you know, in the middle of winter, you think in the middle of winter it's cold and you go out in the charter boat and someone says, how's like a cup of coffee and a hot pie? And the boat's like, oh, fantastic. And you throw the engine box up and dish out a hot pie to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then one time I was going on holidays and I, I left, a, I left there was one pie not eaten, so I left the pie there. And I thought, oh, this will be a big mess when I get, you know. So when I got the pie off the, off the manifold about a month and a half later when I came back from holidays, that pie was exactly the same as where, how I had left it. Uh, oh, okay. It was perfect in every respect. What did it taste like? No, no, no. I threw it over the side. The brim wouldn't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> but after that, I thought, well, how much preservative are in these pies, you know? Yeah. So I, no, I did, after that, I never had another one. I didn't do it again. But I have been taking notes, Laurie. Can, they use canaries in mines to, to make sure the yeah, air's okay. So for cicateria, you use, you use the cats, and for your pies, you use the brim. I've got it. <laughs> and, I'm on, and I'll catch you. I'll be reporting from American Bay next, uh, the next report we get. And I've got to remember, I've got to ring in half an hour later or earlier or I'll work it out when I'm down there. <laughs> After you've had the red. No, 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 I don't drink that. It's only the other partner that likes, it, likes the alcohol. <laughs> I drink very, very rarely. Hang on. Well, you like a scotch or a bourbon? There. You like a scotch and a bourbon, don't you? I love a scotch and a bourbon, but I've, these days, the last two years, I've stopped. Yeah, I do, I do, and I don't know. And when I'm down there, if someone cracks a really good bottle of red, I'll have a, I'll have a steak with a, a couple of glasses of red wine, absolutely. But I'm, I'm, I'm very limited these days. Not, yeah. not for health reasons. I just uh, sure. I felt Choice. better without it. That was yeah. all. I just stopped. 
Mm-hmm. I, I do, oh, absolutely, when the football's on. Because, because I'm a Tigers tragic, I do need a very stiff bourbon to watch the Tigers. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll probably need one today. And then after I've had the bourbon, I start yelling at the, foot, at the screen, and then Julie banishes me to the bedroom. So oh. I get chucked out because there's a TV. It's good to see in the bedroom, so I get chucked out of the main living room if I start yelling at the television. It's good to see so the Tigers. Go. Tigers picked up where they left off last year. The Tigers, I can't believe they haven't coached the mistakes out of them. <laughs> I mean, they seem to be better, but the same old mistakes are there. Yeah. Anyway, I'll leave that there. I will say, I have thought the standard of rugby league this year is really well good. Yes. What I've seen on telly. Yeah, it's been good. I think the the, 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 the some of the big matches that Penrith and. Um, South game. Penrith play on Thursday night. South. South. That yeah. was a great game. Yeah, yeah. Penrith too good. The game last night. The actual standard of rugby league was very good. It's only it's only the bottom four. You know that. Um, you know we, we've got a bad. You know I think uh, St George, um, Tigers, and a couple of others have got a lot. And Newcastle and a couple of others. We've got a long season. The rest of them are going to go all right. Yeah. All right. Okay, Larry. Thank you for that. And Safe driving. Laurie, there's somebody by the name of Peter that wants to have a chat to you. P-E-T-A. Uh, we'll pass their number on to you. Imitators come and go, but there is only one John Laws. Over the weekend, I got taken for $8,311.24. But it was just so real. You know, I just can't believe how I fell for it. I used to smoke like a chimney. I was crazy, and when I realised I was crazy, I stopped. It's going to become a thing of the past, at least in uh, New Zealand, where the country's parliament has just passed a law which will slowly result in a total ban on selling tobacco. And I think that's a very brave thing for New Zealand to do. Mate, I'm glad you brought up yesterday about New South Wales bureaucrats, especially in transport. Good on you for giving them serve. They need it, and they need more of it. Thankfully, um, we've got people like you to do that. The John Laws Morning Show returns in 2023 on 2SM. For a game of golf you and your friends will love, take the chance to play Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club at Ludnam. With an immaculate 18-hole par 72 championship layout, Twin Creeks is an Augusta-like golf challenge you'll be raving about for years to come. To make a booking or for more information, go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or call the friendly, helpful staff at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club on 9670 If you're looking to start a business, buying a franchise is an excellent option. And with All Group Franchises, you'll have ongoing support. The home services industry is experiencing rapid growth as people are too busy to maintain their homes. All Group Franchises offers a range of home services franchise options, including lawns and gardens, and you'll be trained in every aspect. Visit allgroupfranchises.com.au or call 0429 691 413. That's 0429 691 413. For over 40 years, Kubota have worked the Australian landscape and faced its challenges. From first light to sunset, our agriculture and construction range works with power and versatility that you can rely on. From our mid-size to professional tractors, dependable mowers, zero tail swing or conventional excavators and more. Kubota is building and shaping the future. Visit kubota.com.au.
or head to your nearest dealer to learn more. For the management of pain and inflammation associated with osteo and other mild forms of arthritis, try Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff Sore and Sorry stockers, go to loveoilcollection.com.au or phone Ray on 040-667-3529. 2SM, Australia's king of talkback radio, John Laws, 9am weekdays. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down the river again. 22 away from 6 here on High Tide. Grant Boyden, we have Alan Blake in the studio, Blake's Marine, and no Kieran Ricky today. No, he's on the sick list this weekend, but... Uh, Hope you get better weekend. soon, buddy. What are we up to, Grant? We're going to go talk with the truckie. A truckie? Oh, this is a different Peter. <laughs> this is a different Peter, not the one that's after Laurie. <laughs> not P-E-T-A, P-E-T-R. <laughs> Morning, Pete. How you going? Oh, good. What's happening? Oh, I just pulled up in the parking bay so I could do the right thing and have a chat. Yep. We're talking... Um, did you hear us talking to Laurie about the Secretariat? I sure did. Yeah, I, I had it once um, from eating a coral trout, believe it or not, up yep. yeah. in North Queensland. It's, um, it's, got, it's not very nice. You have a beer and it's like you're drinking scalding hot water and then you have a cup of tea and it's like you're drinking... Um, frozen water. Okay. It reverses you. You're hot and cold and you get massive um, massive pain in your joints and the fever and yeah, it's not nice and the thing is it comes back and uh, comes back and has a crack at you for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's you not good. Recurring yeah. You have to be careful. I was saying to Grant off air about the yeah. coral trout up north. That uh, ones we used to catch the door room with some big ones but uh, nowadays you wouldn't go near them. Well, you were there when we got that 72-pound mackerel and everybody ate that and didn't get crooked. That's right, yeah. Luck of the draw. But, um, yeah, any of the predatory fish that eat other fish, and, you know, like it starts off with the organism on the coral and then the, the fish that eat the bacteria and the organisms off the coral, they pick it up and then the predatory fish eat those and then the mackerel eat those and, it, you know, it's just a big cicatera factory. Yeah. So that's why they have the restrictions on nothing over 10 kilos anymore. Yeah, but you can send it to Melbourne. Well, if anybody's going to get sick, it might as well be them. <laughs> 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 you can't that's what, that's, what, that's what you get for voting Dan Andrews back in. <laughs> <laughs> that's nearly as bad as Laurie's just give a bit of the cat and see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good lobster, bite. <laughs> now we're talking about the fish now, thank you. <laughs> yeah, not the Victorians. No. Yeah. But um, I'll tell you what, I'll go in a bit depth on... Um, I mentioned yesterday about the uh, garfish coming in the rivers. And um, I had four texts and, and feedbacks on the posts about how I catch garfish. Well, the best thing to do is on a, on a rising tide over the sand flats in about three foot of water is 
you make a simple burley. It can be a bag of breadcrumbs. You know, you can go and buy two kilo bags of breadcrumbs for 90 cents at Coles, and a tin of sardines in oil, and you mash it all up together. And if you have to put a bit of water with it to bind it, and just make it a little... So you can mould a little ball the size of an egg, and you throw those over, and if there's any garfish around, you'll soon see the red tips coming through the oil slick that the sardine oil creates on the surface of the water. And then all you use is a very small quill float or a very tiny, tiny little bubble float. And you run a 10-inch to 12-inch dropper below that and a size 8 um, hook. And you can use a bit of worm, um, like a bit of beach worm or a bit of peeled prawn or even bread. And you float that back into your breadcrumb into your breadcrumb uh, burley trail. And the thing is, you've got to make sure your, your float is weighted perfectly so the slider touch it bobs down. And and when when you catch these garfish, um, it's like Birdie said, they're little marlin, they'll tail walk, they'll shake their head, they'll jump. And um, you, you can have a, a barrel of fun. And the other thing is too, is you'll get bycatch of mullet and brim and even whiting in that depth of water, they'll come up into the burley. But um, research the, the recipes for garfish because I can tell you, they they are worth the effort of going to eating. I know you've got to prepare them a bit differently from normal fish, but boy, gee, they are a really sweet eating fish and don't overcook them. They cook in 30 seconds, so don't overcook them, otherwise they'll be a bit dry and the bones will come off the backbone then. So um, that, that's to do it. Now... The garfish, you'll find them in just about every estuary now in New South Wales. They'll be coming in. Um, running tides are normally better. Any of the sand flats or channels that have got weed beds nearby, they're perfect spots to, to uh, uh, find them. And you're better off on the last two hours of the run-in because that's when I'll start to uh, really um, concentrate around those weed beds or channel drop-offs. Um, it doesn't matter whether it's an overcast day or a sunny, a sunny day. It's a, as long as you've got that oily uh, slick forming on the surface, and if you watch my um, Facebook videos and YouTube videos where I put the prawns in the Nutribullet, the prawn shells in the heads, and, and I make the um, burley, if you mix that in with your um, breadcrumbs or with your chicken pellets, that's just a, a, an added bonus, and that'll work really well. You get that burlied up over the sand flats, you're going to find yourself going to have a lot of fun in no time. But uh, at the moment, as I mentioned yesterday, the uh, Wallace Lake and the tributary is absolutely loaded up with uh, blue swimmer crabs at the moment. It's not hard to go and get a feed of blue swimmers. Um, Blake's fishing with um, mullet strips for, for brim. They're, they're, they're getting plenty on hand lawns that way as well down, uh, down the bottom end of the lake. Um, as far as the lake fishing, the flathead seems to be concentrated um, from the bottom end of Wallace Island towards the mouth um, there at Boston Curry. So that part of the lake is fishing really well for the flathead. As I mentioned yesterday, some places are saying that they're a bit hard to find. Well, that's because it's spawn time and they've probably got more important things on their mind than eating at the moment. But having said that, once that's out of the way, they'll be uh, ravenous and they'll be looking to put on conditions. Uh, brim fishing around around the walls and around the oyster leases, it's not very hard to get a feed of brim. Uh, the standout bait 
uh, in the river at the moment in the Manning has been uh, chicken breast marinated with uh, garlic and parmesan. So there's another interesting concoction there for people that uh, want to have a crack at the brim. But uh, don't uh, overlook the mullet gut. If you're catching any mullet when you're chasing your gars, save it. Just put it in a Chinese food container with a bit of salt just to let it settle a bit and uh, you'll have uh, plenty of bait for the brim. And the brim fishing's only going to increase now because they'll get ready to, to spawn in April, May. And uh, the whiting fishing's still pretty good. Uh, if you get those nice sunny days with just a tiny little wind ripple on the surface, that's the time you want to go fishing poppers. If it's too much of a ripple, they won't be able to see the action of the, the lure, but I found on the dead grassy days, I don't do any good, but as soon as it's just a tiny little bit of a ripple on the surface, that's when the whiting will hit the poppers with gusto. And I think it's because it changes the clarity a little bit and it makes them a bit more cleaner to grab it um, out of instinct rather than, oh, I can see that it doesn't look too good. So if you're fishing for poppers, you just want the surface to start to uh, be a little bit uh, disrupted by the wind. Um, offshore fishing... Ben Pake's been doing okay. He hasn't had a real good week on the snapo. The current's been a little bit different, but he said out there in the 35 to 45 metre mark is where he's getting most of his fish in the trap. There's uh, plenty of dolphin fish out there again on the current, but Grant, I heard you say that down around Ulladulla, the current's going to kick out the sea and start coming back. Is that correct? Yeah. Right. Well, that's the weather we normally look for when that warm water goes out and pushes back up the coast um, and we get a bit of cold water coming up at the back of it. That's when the elephant used to show up in Sydney when that water used to do the U-turn. Well, if so that, that might be something worth looking at. If that be the case, I would dare say that um, those conditions would be near perfect. I'm just trying to bring it back up again to, to give you an accurate read on it. Um, it's it's just one of those funny little eddies, you know. It's not it's nothing strong. It's it sort of breaks off into two sections and becomes a figure eight uh, all the way down to oh, well off uh, the the Victorian coast. So it's 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 not it's not turning back on itself completely at this stage. Yeah, right. Uh, well, when it turns completely back on itself, that's when the elephant will generally come through. I found. Nice. Yeah. Hey, Pete. But, we're, um, we're going to speak to Pete Turnell about 6.30 and um, with your prawns there's uh, some control orders in place because they've found some white spot up around the Clarence. Mm. Yeah, well, there's small particles in the river but they came out of the prawn farms again. Yes. Uh, um, all, I can, all I can say is several years ago they were told the yes. windy banks were quite active about not yes. importing green prawn meat, frozen mm-hmm. green prawn meat will bring this in. Um, and the greed of a few wholesalers got the better of it. I don't know if anybody caught the, caught the kickback in the federal government to allow it to happen, but, yeah, you know, like here we are, we're living in an island continent where, you know, basically free of disease and now we import it and we bugger up an industry. Yeah. But also... And, and it's not just the prawns, it's the, the crabs, it's the lobsters, yes. it's the marine worms. The, the nippers. So, bleach worms are affected. Yeah, well, um, gabby, well, they're affected. Right? One thing they're saying, and Pete will, dis- uh, will talk about it, they're saying dispose of your prawn waste, heads or shells in general waste, never into the waterways. Well, I only use cooked prawns yeah. um, in the early. I don't yeah. use, and, and if I'm using green prawns, yeah. I'm using 
talk strip shorts. Yeah. I won't use any imported because I know how yeah. tough life as a commercial fisherman is and anybody that spends big money to go into aquaculture and then have it wiped out in, in, in yes. you know, a matter of weeks, yeah, you know, yeah. I know how important it is. And I've, look, I've, I've had stand-up arguments with people I know that, oh, they've got um, green prawns on sale at Woolies, I'll get them for bait. I say, yeah. whoa, 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 don't. Don't do it, you know. Yeah, that's right. Okay. You know, well, well, stay tuned. We'll talk to Pete Turnell at six thirty. We're going to go, Pete. Thank you for that. Thank you. No worries. Have a great day. Okay. okay. Safe driving. Okay. <laughs> it's like Eleven minutes away from six. Hi, it's Kate Campbell, National Ambassador for Melanoma Institute Australia. Did you know someone is diagnosed with melanoma every thirty minutes? I do, because I was one of them. Melanoma also kills one Australian every six hours. Register for a melanoma march near you to raise vital research funds and march to stop the glamorisation of tanning. Together, we can help save lives. Sign up at melanomamarch.org.au. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1-800-805-366 or go to view.org.au. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Unlike any other SUV in Australia, the unrivaled Kia Sorento is available in diesel, petrol, hybrid and plug-in hybrid technologies. The Kia Sorento, awarded and unmatched like no other seven-seat SUV. To find out more, visit kia.com.au or visit your nearest Kia dealer. Kia. Movement that inspires. Got a boat or a jet ski? How good is getting out on the open water? Throw in a line, tow a tube, or just soak up the sun. But what if something happened to your boat? Get peace of mind with Club Marine Boat Insurance. They're specialist boat insurers and have been around for more than 50 years. Flexible cover for your jet ski or boat, motor or trailer, and gear all in one policy. Get a quote at clubmarine.com.au. T's and C's apply. Check the PDS to see if this product is right for you. Go to the Club Marine website for a PDS and TMD. Trying to choose new flooring, window furnishings or rugs for your home? Choices Flooring's Room View makes it easy to find the look you've been searching for. Whatever the space or your flooring needs, simply take a photo of the area in your home and select your flooring styles, window furnishings or rugs from the thousands of colours, styles and texture options. Using Choices Flooring's Room View, you can see your selections right in your own home. Then send your favourites to your local Choices Flooring store to book a free measuring quote. From sailboats to yachts to jet skis, Finance Easy offer leisure craft loans with flexible repayments to suit your budget and lifestyle. And they give you an answer within 24 hours. They've taken the hassle out of borrowing money for your new pride and joy, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Applying is easy. Visit the website and provide a few details. Go to financeeasy.com.au or call 1300-003-003. Australian credit licence number 392182. Everything you need to know now. Sydney's 2SM. 
more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Seven and a half minutes away from the top of the hour. I will update the news for you, uh, courtesy of the Super Radio Network newsroom, shortly after that. But right now, time to catch up with Steve Bowler. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Yeah, another beautiful day out here in the, the West. Yeah, did you uh, make it to Bathurst? Yeah, went to Bathurst yesterday. Uh, the gun show was just, man, the, the line was out the gate and down the street at the showgrounds there. It was oh, wow. an enormous show, though. Lots and lots of folk uh, came along. Um, another day of it today. And, um, you know, uh, Mr. Borsak's down there. Uh, myself, I've got Nadra coming in as well. So it's going to be a, a, a busy old day. And then, obviously, uh, election-wise, we're, we're sort of dealing out all the core flutes and how to vote and t-shirts and so forth this week because the uh, pre-poll kicks off next Saturday. So, um, all those pre-poll locations kick off on Saturday. They give you a rest on Sunday and then it's all the way through to election day itself the following Saturday. So we're, we're sort of at the, the pointy end of election season. So it's, uh, Time to start uh, thinking about who's going to get your vote and, and all that sort of thing. Obviously, I'm, I'm pretty biased. I, I encourage people to vote choose Fisher's Farmers on the big ballot paper, but, you know, that's the good thing about a democracy. You get to have that choice for yourself. It's not decided for you. Oh, so Steve, so, what, what about the um, preference voting? Yes, no? What do you yeah, do? Yeah, look, in... New South Wales, and it has been for, for decades now, there's only voter-allocated preferences, which means the only person that can preference another party is the voter themselves. Parties can't swap preferences and, and things like that. You know, sort of, if I don't get elected, my votes go to you. They can recommend you put more than one number in a box. You know, you, you can sort of... Uh, and that's how the preferences work in New South Wales. So you have to more, number more than one box. If you number... One in the box for any party, be it animal justice or the shoes, fishes, farmers or labor, greens, liberal, whoever. If you put one in that box, that's where your vote stops. Okay. Doesn't go anywhere else. This parties can't ship them out anywhere else after, after that. Can so, you, so, so there's five candidates. Can you put one, two and three? Or you got to you put can. one or, or one, two, three, four, five? In New South Wales, you can. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, uh, you know, with, uh, thinking about if you, you want to have your, your second choice, uh, particularly on that big ballot paper where there's a lot of, um, you know, interest parties and, and things like that. You can you can think about doing that. Okay. Um, yeah, as I say, a, a lot of people enjoy going in there and numbering every box and, and that sort of thing, and uh, good luck to them. I'm, I'm a bit of a uh, maybe one to three type voter. I, I sort of don't want to number every box, but uh, I same token, you know, I like to, to do more than, than uh, just a one. I yeah. think uh, a lot of the major parties sort of rely on voter laziness to, to just, you know, vote one and go, oh, thank goodness I don't have to number every box. But I think, you know, most voters are capable of counting, you know, higher than five or six. And no, no drawings of appendages on the, on the ballot no. papers. Yes, that's what I say. You know, look, you know, people died to give you that vote. Let's let's show it a bit of respect, and um, you know, people in the world today uh, would kill or die to have what we've got in this country. So, you know, I think it, it behooves us to to treat it with the respect it deserves. Okay. So even even if uh, 
at times you sort of look at the the politicians and go, oh, you know, it's it's uh, a choice of a poo sandwich or a poo sandwich with pickles. You know, you've got to make that choice. <laughs> Hold the pickles. <laughs> Hold the pickles, exactly. We've got to go, Steve. Thanks, no worries, guys. I'll speak to you next weekend. <laughs> Hold the pickles. Oh, no. I've heard them called worse than pickles. <laughs> I reckon they, I reckon quite a few of them rely on, uh, uh, voter laziness to keep their jobs as well. It's approaching news time. The factual part of the news will be along shortly. <laughs>